Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Spirit Talkers, your favorite paranormal podcast where we talk about, yes, everything paranormal, cryptid, native folklore, and anything else going on in the world that we may see that is eerie. Is that right, Chris? That is correct. And tonight, we're going to talk about the spirits of Osage County just for you. I'm excited about this episode. You know, I had a lot of thought about it. You know, and I know uh, lately everybody's been, you know, hitting me up and, you know, with all the things going on, you know, I thought it'd be only uh, uh, justice if we gave some info on Osage County this go around, the ghost or the spirits of Osage County. You know, uh, Osage County has a lot of spirits, you know, that. They got a lot of stories of cryptids and spirits and all kinds of things that go on. And, you know, as you know, we've, we've done some shows down there, mm-hmm. you know, Harmony, and we've uh, done some investigations in Pahuska and, you know, stuff like that. So, <clears throat> you know, when uh, uh, a couple of people hit me up, you know, they said, why don't you do a, a episode on Osage County, you know, and I messaged Russell and told him and you know he's down for it so here you guys go here you go well you talk about we talk about the uh the live show we did and the one thing i mean amazing show amazing hospitality and we had a great time there but i still bring it up and i still talk about it is the the lady remember the lady the mm-hmm. mis- the mysterious lady that was walking around there yeah we didn't see her Mm-hmm. You might have. No. Ah. <laughs> so she rode home with me. No, I'm just <laughs> no but uh, who who brought that up to your attention? It was a man named uh, Eugene Big Soldier the Third, and uh, he's from the Iway Nation here in Oklahoma and Perkins. You know, and he 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 he's a, a a big follower. You know, and. He always listens to all our podcasts. I'm sure he's listening to it now. We want to thank you for, you know, listening and mm-hmm. and uh, definitely bringing that to our attention, you know. And, and you know, not only him, but um, there were several other ones that, you know, kind of talked about the same woman. You know, uh, Georgia Hoffman, relative. Of your, mm-hmm. You know, she's a Pawnee and Oto, you know, and, you know, she had talked about seeing that lady, too. And um, I can't remember. There was another guy there that talked about seeing her. And there was just something about her presence that was there, you know, that just kind of gave them the, you know, this wasn't right, you know, type feeling. And so I always thought that was pretty cool, you know. And again, you know, these are three different people. They don't talk to each other, you know, so. They all had the same story, seeing the same lady, you know, and I remember going back and asking Russell, you know, did you guys see her? You know, did y'all remember her? You know, I even asked people that where she was supposedly sitting. I asked some of those lookouts if they seen her. And they didn't, you know, Hmm. so again, I don't know, you know. Now, it's, it's still daytime, but do you think that was Dear Woman? I I would definitely really consider that, you know, because, you know, that night we were telling several different dear woman stories, 
that night. And even Eugene said when he was going home, he had his daughters, and they was talking about that lady on their way home. And they started joking about her. And about that time, a deer come out of the woods, Ooh. jumped right in front of their truck. They almost <laughs> hit her. but And it was a doe. He knew it was a doe. He hunts all the time. He knows the difference. He said he just went into the went into the woods. So, you know, again, you know, I don't know. I I I would believe, you know, that you know there there are things out there that we cannot explain. So, I definitely would say that. You know, uh, another thing, you know, we went and you know we. We're in that Pahuska area. You know, we I did a ghost show over there. Had a ghost storytelling event. And that went real good, you know. And there were some eerie stories that came out of there. But one thing I liked was the when we went to that cowboy museum. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I thought that was, you know, awesome. You know, again, Pahuska is in Osage County, you know, and that's kind of the heart of Osage Nation. You know, they got their uh, tribal uh, complex there, you know, and a lot of different things. But, you know, that area alone has a lot of stories. You know, I was told by an individual um, that long time ago, you know, uh, during their dances, sometimes they would see a Bigfoot-type uh creature which you know those osages would refer to him as hairy man Mm -hmm. you know um, that's what they would call him a lot of times they knew if they saw him coming around their dance area that you know something you know major was going to happen you know something you know and uh three couple of times that everybody talked about there were uh, how you say profound things that happened during each one of those visits you know they lost somebody on one second one you know something happened that they you know uh, all benefited from and then the third one was you know uh, another uh, leader passing away you know so you know with these stories and these stories go back way back you know, uh, and so, you know, they got strange things going on in Pahuska, you know. Uh, they also have, uh, what is it, Bird Creek School. It was a Indian boarding school up there in Pahuska. And that's also supposed to be a real haunted area. Now, my understanding, though, right now, I don't know if the, the building is still there or intact, but they still say that ground or that area is still pretty haunted. You know, you still have interaction with things. But I really like those stories when they talk about the Green Eye Bridge. So what is that? Green Eyes is a, a spirit or an entity that, you know, they say when you go across this bridge, you know, you'll see it in the woods or across that little puddle of water. And uh, they say, you know, if you're by yourself, though, sometimes those green eyes not only will be in the woods, but 
it'll jump in your back seat and you'll see those green eyes sitting in your back seat. I haven't heard a few stories where they see it, you know, in the passenger side, hmm. you know, and, you know, it'll travel along with them, you know, for a distance and then it'll just stop, you know, and I, a lot of people, you know, try to figure out exactly what it is, you know, but this has been going on since the 1940s. Whoa. So. I, yeah, I haven't heard of that one, but I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count it out as like something that doesn't happen, right? And then I also heard about Bigfoot being around because I remember, I remember my dad used to say like, you know, don't venture off too far, because because he would say like Bigfoot's around. But you know, as a kid, you don't know if like your parents are kidding around or just trying to get you to not do bad stuff. I guess like venture way off and get lost. I guess, but you bring that up, you know, like they call him Hairy Man. That's correct. Yeah. You know, and, and they have a lot of stories about him being around their dances, you know, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know, Pasca had a story about him and and even the Grey Horse Osages, you know, they have stories. Um oh, what is her name? Um she's a Moore. Uh Tracy Moore. Mm. Uh anyway, she uh, told me last time I was down there, I was down there for a dance. And she was talking about, you know, all her elders used to tell her stories about seeing that hairy man around Grey Horse. And I guess a few years back, right before COVID, she saw him walking through those woods. Mm. At first, she thought it might have been somebody that got lost. Mm. But, you know, when she took a good look, this guy was super tall. And, uh, again, you know, when he stepped out into the moonlight, she could tell he was hairy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after that, she <laughs> went back to where all her, her kinfolks were, you know, at camp. So she she definitely believes, you know, those things come around. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that was right before COVID. So, you know, and I've heard a lot of stories like that. You know, right before COVID, people were seeing him all over the place, you know, and bam, you had that happen. So, COVID hit? You know. Yeah. Now, is that, so I remember, I remember we discussed, um, like, Skunk Ape, right? Then Bigfoot. Now, it was like, Harry Man's just the same as Bigfoot, right? That's correct. It's okay, just, there's no difference or anything? Yeah, there's just a uh, difference in area, you know. So, I think they adapt to their environment, you know. Especially like that skunk ape, you know, you'll find him around Florida, Louisiana, you know, and stuff like that. You know, he's, of course, he, he's, they call him skunk ape because he really stinks. He stinks worse than the other Bigfoot. So, you know, but I think it's because he's around that water, that swamp, Mm -hmm. that still water, you know, so I don't know. They said he, he swims in there, right? Like he... Yeah he, go, yeah, he goes around in the swamps and yeah, he'll even get in there and attack alligators and stuff and eat um, what do they call it, uh, water turtles. Oh, snap those snapping turtles. Yeah, alligator snapping turtles. Yeah, they say he really likes those things. That's, Whoa, that's what attracts him. You know, he'll grab them and devour them. Put salt and pepper on them sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's. God. 
He's shorter, right? Like Sun Cape, he's shorter than. Yeah, they say. Well, he's still like seven. Yeah, yeah, seven or eight, eight foot. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, like around here, they'll say he's like nine, ten, twelve feet tall. You know, and mm-hmm. but yeah, he's he's a little bit shorter, and you know, I've heard people. I don't know if you call them experts or what, but you now I go to a lot of these Bigfoot. You know. uh what do you call it? Conventions and stuff like that. And, of course, you got all these scientific people getting up, you know, talking about how he's this way or that way. But, you know, again, you know, they always say, you know, he's that skunk ape. He is smaller and he looks more like an ape, more than those other Bigfoots. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I ain't one of those scientific dudes. So yeah. I barely finished third grade, so... And you're here. I'm here. <laughs> Barely can talk, but I'm here. No. <laughs> and then we, you brought up a, we did that Ben Johnson investigation. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a good time. I thought it was, uh, I haven't done like an investigation since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And that one was pretty crazy. But this one. You know, I felt like I was, I mean, like, you're never ready for stuff, but I just feel like I was more in tune with, like, the spirits because we talk about them all the time. Mm-hmm. And you've taught me how there are good ones, there are bad ones, you know, and you've taught me to, like, show respect to them all the time, right? Like, mm-hmm. le- like leaving offerings maybe or like just coming in there and being like we don't mean any disrespect we're just here to communicate if possible right like we're Mm -hmm. not we didn't go in there like just kicking the door down and just yelling around and being all crazy right we went in there like Mm -hmm. respectfully and we were just trying to communicate with them if that was like a thing and so that's where for me it was uh it was a lot different from when i first did my first investigation till now because I'm older. I understand more. I've become more knowledgeable and it's just like teachings from this podcast and yourself. I mean, you know, you're knowledgeable in everything that we talk about. And so when we went there, I wasn't like afraid. I don't think, I mean, I was just, we're me and you were just kind of like there to communicate, but I was saying like Joe and, uh, Oh, what's his name? Uh, the owner, uh, Cody, is Cody, Cody, they were terrified, weren't they? Mm-hmm, yeah, they sure were. Yeah, and that that to me, I think that's what made it more active because of their fear. Mm-hmm. You know, it gave more energy in the air for them things to feed off of. You know, so they could manifest and communicate with us. You know, you always hear all these people talking about positive energy. You know, and spirits really need that. You know, they need a lot of positive energy to move things or to appear, you know, and, you know, to me, that was just a great time. I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. I like the uh, old school technique of the flame Mm -hmm. when we were up in the attic and was it a a person at that helmet, right? Somebody uh, that was somebody that died recently or Mm -hmm. was it in the past? He was, I think he said he was in a last of the last year mm-hmm. you know so it was pretty recent mm-hmm. so you know 
again, you know, there's always, you know, certain items, you know, people hold to and they get that connection. And I think that helmet might have been one of them for him, you know, because they said, you know, that's what he liked to do is ride motorcycles. So, anyway, that's the what took him out. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I like the old school tip because we had some new stuff on there, like the, what were they called? The cat balls? Yeah. The, that light up if you, they were touched. And then we had the um, the voice recorders, of course. Then we had... um the spirit box we had mm-hmm. that but then we had the candles all around mm-hmm. and i was saying i've been telling people you know when we went up in the attic it was dark there was no air coming through and whenever we were speaking by the helmet that's when that flame was going crazy right mm-hmm. it would it would it would just wave around like there was somebody blowing on it and then yeah. all of a sudden it would stop it would yep. be at a stop and it would just be still. And then once you would ask something else, it would it would start going crazy again. And it was, I mean, seeing that, I was like, wow. I mean, because I'd never heard of that technique before of using those candles like that. Mm-hmm. That's a old, old way of ghost hunting. They always said, you know, those spirits, they, they have that, well, flame or fire has its own spirit. Mm-hmm. So they're able to talk with one another. communicate you know and you know muskogee people you know we're fire people you know and and you know a lot of times we talk to that fire so you know i always always like using those you know fire if i can so i know a lot of places we go into you know you can't always use them so Mm -hmm. uh but you know that's that's the beauty you know and i've told told everyone this before you know when you go go ghost hunting, I guess what you might call it, you know, all, everything, people's not going to believe. I don't care if you have the most, you know, scientific tool with you, people's not going to believe it. Mm-hmm. And you can have the simplest tool, and they still ain't going to believe it. So, you know, as long as you know, you know, what what is taking place, then that's all you need. I mean... And that's the way I always look at it. I'm not looking at it for views or or to get famous or anything like that. I truly do it to communicate with these spirits. I want to know what happens when you take that long walk, you know. And so, you know, luckily, you know, we've been able to get some info. So, you know, I'm I'm always learning, you know. I'm the first one to say, you know, I'm not, I don't know everything, and I'm not the smartest guy out there, and I make tons of mistakes, so, Mm -hmm. anyway, you know, uh, I really liked, you know, the opportunity to talk about these spirits in Osage County, you know, I've, I've been to several different events lately, you know, and course i got a lot of those osages you know coming up to me and telling me oh you need to talk about this or talk about that so you know uh one thing you know i had mentioned i went to uh that uh killers of the flower moon um i don't know what what would you call it uh, or let's say like cast and crew screening i guess yeah private event screening for the osage nation people and you know some of the people from the cast 
you know, got to join in, you know, and, and, and partake. And I will say this much about the movie. It's going to be a good one. You know, historically, you know, they did their best. And, you know, that, that uh, director, that Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. man, he did a magnificent job with it. You know, you got some top-of-the-line talent in there. You know, you got Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, um, what is that, Jesse? Plemons. Plemons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you have uh, Lillian Gladstone. You know, man, I tell you what, she if she don't get an award from this, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be shocked. You know, she had some heart-wrenching scenes in there. You know, I know everybody's talking about her, too, you know. And there's one I want to talk about, you know, is that Kara Jaden Myers. Oh, yeah. You know, she plays uh, Anna Brown in this movie. And, man, I tell you what, she did an amazing job there. You know, I was very impressed, you know, with the caliber of actors actors and actresses on this set i mean she held her own you know she owned that that role and she did a magnificent job you know and you know she's always super nice you know she's one of those that you can go up and talk to and it sounds like you might know her you know after after you finish because you know she's very personable Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's very kind, you know, and, and, you know, she'll say some good words to you. And, you know, whoever brought her up, brought her up good in that good way. You know, she's truly, you know, uh, a good one. You know, Lillian Gladstone, too. She She's a real nice, you know, person, individual. You know, I thought, you know, they were both outstanding and, you know, not only on the screen but behind the the scenes you know they were real nice they would come up to you ask you you know are you all right you know things you need anything you know and uh you know i just think they were just you know pretty good people you know and Mm -hmm. and there's other major stars on there that you know i know i didn't know who they were you know because i don't watch those kind of other kind, you know, I only watch like scary movies and, you know, action, you know, so I don't know, you know, those other kind of movies, you know, I don't keep up with, you know, that kind of stuff, but, you know, a lot of those actors on there, I mean, they were real respectful, you know, you you would think they were, you know, just, you know, I I just think uh, they could, you know, a lot of times you, you think some of those guys might be you know, too, too into themselves, you know, but most, mm-hmm. for the most part, most of them were real kind and, you know, giving and, you know, things like that. So, you know, and, and again, you know, you know, even at that private screening, you know, people were saying, yeah, hey guy, you need to talk about this. I got, you know, <laughs> you, you need to talk about this. And everybody said, Christopher Alka Hill's here, you know, and <laughs> yeah, you know, they said, dang, they, they come up to that and tell me stories and, you know, stuff like that. And I thought, man, that was pretty cool, you know. And uh, I thought, 
you know, it was just a, a pretty good uh, showing of this movie and the support that the Osage Nation and the Osage people, you know, supported this movie, you know, and that's the thing that I was worried about is, you know, sometimes when they do a, a movie like this, you know, sometimes they, they lose focus, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you've read that book, you're going to find the atrocities that happened during this time. And these were real people, and that's something I keep stressing to people, that when you go see this movie, a lot of these families are still alive. They're Mm -hmm. still around, you know, and they still have that hurt and those harsh feelings, you know, within their families about these things that have happened. And so, you know, I know that was hard for anybody to capture you know but i think they did a pretty good job and that's all i'm gonna say about that you know as as it's gonna be an amazing movie when it comes out in october mm-hmm. well i'm mad i didn't get the invite no i'm just kidding <laughs> no i forgot no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding no no i um i mean it's a tough uh subject because, well, I was going to bring up, too, I didn't even know about it until I went to college, right? Like, I went to, I mean, oh, I went to college, and then I, I started actually getting into these books and history and real history that happened to our people and everything. And that was probably, like, 2010 or 11. And, and so public schools never, ever talked about this kind of stuff. Like, they never brought up these this real history that happened to our people to our people and everything. And so I was just like blown away about everything that was talked about. Well, you know, there's always artistic, uh, how you say twist to things, but Mm -hmm. you know, for the most part, you know, he, he did his very best and you know, you're right, you know, on, on the things that you're saying, you know, and you know, that's the good thing I like about this movie, you know, and, and I'm hoping this, uh, will cause a ripple effect within the United States because, you know, again, the American Indian was really, really done wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's not a tribe out there that don't have a story similar to this, you know. And, again, this is one that's actually getting told. You know, the, the atrocities that happen to these Osages, you know, again, in, in a roundabout way, you know, there was atrocities across the board for all these tribes. You know, whether it was the Trail of Tears, whether it was, you know, water rights, hunting rights, you know, land rights. You know, there, there, there's a lot of things that even to this day, things like this happen. All these atrocities happen all throughout the United States, you know, but... Mm-hmm. You know, we as Indian folks, we always, we always think about those things. You know, um, we've talked about spirit plates. We've talked about, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we honor our dead. You know, these are some of the ceremonies that Indian folks are forgetting. 
you know, just like these people in this book, you know, they were, they were massacred, you know, for whatever reason, you know, for oil and money and land, you know, and, you know, we had ceremonies, you know, to honor these guys because, you know, we as Indian folks, we always understood these guys are still around, you know, and, you know, not to offend anybody, you know, again, you know, these, these stories were about real people, you know, and they died in horrible ways, you know, as Indian folks, we understand their spirits are still there, you know, and I'm hoping, you know, through this movie that, you know, myself included, we did them some, some honor in telling this story, participating in this story, you know, that sheds light on the things that they happened to them. And maybe now, after all these years, they can rest in peace. You know, and maybe this might give some of these families closure, you know, and, you know, again, you know, I know a lot of people wanted us to talk about, you know, the spirits in Osage County, you know, the different things, you know, and, you know, that's kind of why I wanted to do this to give honor and respect back, you know, for the Osage people for doing these things and, 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 you know, letting others participate, you know, I do hope, you know, good things come out of this, this showing of this movie, you know, and, you know, not only are there spirits like that, but they've got other spirits that have died in, you know, horrible ways. So, you know, again, that's why, you know, everybody said, well, you need to talk about this in Osage County or that in Osage County. And so I wanted to, you know, listen to our listeners, you know, try to give them just a little bit, you know, and be respectful. You know, not not that I want to name any names or call any families out or, you know, anything like that. I was just wanting to take this time and, you know, talk about other spirits, you know, again, like the, like we mentioned before, you know, and, you know, they've got other things, you know, you got, you know, that, uh, what is it that, um, oh, I forgot, don't forgot what it's called, some kind of healing rock in Skytook, you know, they say, you know, that healing rock, sometimes you'll see spirits there, you know, and, and again, you know, it it's supposed to be helpful if you're sick or, you know, things like that, you know. And and so, you know, all through Osage County, you know, there's stories of different spirits and different entities and different cryptids. You know, even uh, again with Harmony, you know, bringing it back to Harmony. Yeah, so the healing rock in Skytook is a natural formation rumored to have feeling powers by the local Osage and Quapaw Indians of the 19th century. According to the legend, anyone who felt unwell could lean against a rock to receive healing powers. Yeah. They also have, uh, 
that Hominy train station there in, in Hominy. You know, and, and the ghosts that roam that one, you know, you'll, they'll say you'll see them walking in and out. Some dress like old-time business people, mm-hmm. and some are look like military people, you know, getting ready to catch that train. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, uh, going back to Harmony, that house I was talking about was that Fred and Eddie Drummond home in Harmony. You know, he was another wealthy, you know, wealthy individual, you know, that kind of took advantage of people, you know, and stuff. All those wealthy guys, you know, they didn't get wealthy by being nice. So you guys got to understand that, you know. And, of course, they did some horrible things to people. But, you know, they say, you know, you go by that house, you'll see a woman looking out the window sometimes or you'll see a. A man in, in uh, what is it, it's like 40s or 50 clothes. Mm-hmm. He'll be walk, walking around in the yard, you know. And so, you know, of course, we, we went by there, you know, that evening, you know, but we didn't stop. But, you know, I, I've got an opportunity to go and check those places out. And, of course, you know, you, you have that park we went to. You know, that park was pretty good, too. You know, I thought we captured a lot of stuff. You know, that park has a lot of history, you know, to it, too. You know, I don't want to go too much in detail because I know the families are still around, you know. So I, I'll just say that much about that park. And I think we caught, you know, quite a bit of stuff over there, you know, on audio and video and, and even on that uh those uh ghost machines so you know uh, again you know talking about the spirits of osage county Mm -hmm. you know uh there's several of them you know another place you know we talk about is fairfax you know and in in that movie they talk about fairfax and you know they talk about a little town called burbank as well you know both those places you know they have uh, certain areas, the theater there in, in Fairfax is well known to be haunted. You know, they're trying to raise funds right now to kind of, how you say it, remodel it or what yeah. do you call it, revitalize it or I don't know what the word is, you know, but, you know, they're trying to, you know, save that, that, uh, that theater there in Fairfax, you know, but a lot of the, a lot of that story in the Killers of the Flower Moon was in you know that was its original place was fairfax mm-hmm. and so uh and, and in the movie they talk about burbank you know and then of course you know bringing it all the way home uh they uh, talk about a little place called ralston and uh ralston oklahoma and that's not too far from fairfax and that's where they talk about the famous bar that Anna Brown was last seen at, you know, before she she ended up disappearing, you know. And Ralston, as itself, has a lot of history. And, you know, luckily, you know, we're going to get an opportunity to go there and look around and, and get to go inside, you know, a, a couple of those places. But, you know, again, the that sh- little strip, had a couple of bars and it had a theater that 
you know, still, you know, the, the facilities are still there. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, they're not being used as that. Except for that theater, I believe it's still being used. But I'm shocked to hear that, though. But, you know, again, I guess Ralston, I guess they have theater there. So not like movie theater. It's like a, like a real theater. I don't know what you call it. Like where you act and stuff. Oh, like a, like for plays? Yeah. Yeah, but it used to be an old theater, you know, where they did plays. And, you know, of course, back then they used to get rowdy in there, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, that place is, is known to be super haunted. So, you know, again, that whole place of Ralston has a lot of history, you know. And, and uh, I was also told, you know, on both sides, Pawnees and Osages, you know, they didn't get along way back in in the old country. And they brought that stuff to Ralston. So a lot of those stories kind of go back to that old struggle back then. But, you know, you know, again, Ralston is, is historically a good place. You know, they also have a Ralston Cafe that I will say... If you haven't been there, he needs to go because they have the Bigfoot Challenge. And myself, I got beat by that Bigfoot Challenge. Man, it's like three big old pancakes, big as a plate. What? And they give you all these eggs and hash browns and bacon or sausage. And I love pancakes. Pancakes are my weakness. That's my kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And... I thought, man, I'm going to do this. Me and my nephew, we was going up there. and Dang, I, I didn't even get a quarter of those pancakes done. Man, I was stuffed. And my, my nephew, Kingston, he can really eat, too. Mm-hmm. We both can eat. Man, he, he said, let me try it, unks. I said, all right, go at it then. I said, I ate all I could. I, I started to see blurry. My, my diabetes started kicking in. Seeing spots. I don't know. I said, damn, can't handle it. Was, tongue got all. I was going crazy. And so he jumped on it and tried, but we didn't even eat maybe half of those pancakes. We didn't even touch the eggs and bacon. So you guys are brave. Y'all need to go to Ralston. Trying to- it tomorrow. Let's do it there. You. No. Oh. <laughs> Get the whole crew. We'll take it on. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I take extra di- diabetic medicines, I guess, tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> take two shots. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have uh, someone uh, uh, taking us around. Uh, Mr. Um, Wayne Ray. He's a Fairfax Osage. And he's very knowledgeable about Ralston. He's lived there most of his life. So again, you know, uh, I'm really looking forward to that, you know, visitation, learning about the things. You know, this is a place that I know nobody else has gone to. And a lot of people don't know the history of this place. But again, you know, after this movie comes out, Killers of Flower Moon, you know, it's talked about that. They even have a scene in there uh, about Ralston. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be pretty cool. So pretty Is that sure. where Anna shoots the gun? I think so. Okay. I think so. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, she's, like I said, uh, that K 
Kara Jaden Myers, man. She was keen in there. Mm-hmm. Boy, she was a serious ending auntie. I was, I was wanted to take pictures of her like that, boy. Just, <laughs> no. uh, she's always super nice. Uh, I'm glad she got that role. And when I was talking to her on Okie Podcast, she was talking about how so much history she didn't know about. She had to learn it. And it just tore her up mm. because of everything that happened and the atrocities. I mean, yep. real history that happened. You know, most of those actors, they they really impressed me because they had to learn Osage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that blew me away. I was like, golly, these guys picked it up in a matter of time. So I thought that was pretty amazing. You know, all these guys, you know, they all picked it. Even Leonardo, boy, he's... He's talking full Osage now, boy. <laughs> That's crazy because he knows Pawnee and Osage now. Yeah, I know it. And the Revenant, he spoke Pawnee. Dang, that guy's mm. going to be more Indian than anybody. <laughs> ah. I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. God, I know it, boy. <laughs> I said, dang that guy. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, like I said, I'm... Excited about tomorrow because again, you know, I too had to learn, you know, a lot of a lot of history and a lot of stuff. You know, I was eager to read that book and I read it. You know, with that third grade education, trying to read a book, boy, it was tough, but I, I did it. You know, and and I, I learned a lot from it. So I'm excited. I'm really excited to go to Ralston. If we just look around, you know, mm-hmm. I've been through there many times. You know. But, you know, I've never stopped except for that cafe, you know, and they got good steaks, too. I'll say that. But, yeah, I'm I'm really expecting a lot of uh, uh, activity because, again, this is this is old town. And, you know, they had a lot of, you know, scuffles there, Mm -hmm. whether it was Osage and Pawnees or Indians and Cowboys. You know, it it had a lot of. It was just a rough town back then, and you know now it's it's almost a ghost town. But you know there's still quite a bit of people. I, I was shocked on how many people actually still live there because it don't look like that many people. But if you drive off that main street through the neighborhoods, you know there's quite a bit of hmm. quite a bit of homes in there. Really? So I was shocked. So uh, even by that river you know again there was a a lot of stories about you know uh they said uh, there was a group of indians that were camped there and they were they got real sick with that measles and they basically they all passed away basically Mm -hmm. you know from that measles uh and back then you know during that time that they're talking about that's when the U.S. government started issuing those blankets out with that. Oh, really? Yeah, and they were one of the crew, one of the tribes that just, you know. So again, you know that that Ralston area, you know, you ask that question, you know, I'm really expecting, you know, hopefully at least, you know, find something, you know. But you know, again, you know, people got to understand that. You can go to the most haunted place in the world, and sometimes, you know, you might not catch anything, and or you might have this experience, 
but your equipment don't pick it up. Yeah. And so it's 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 it always relies with you as an individual. I've always said that. You can use all this fancy equipment you want, but it's this that's going to reign true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you get it here, then that's all that needs to be said. You know, but, you know, I know a lot of people want to see things on TV and, and you know, I know people want to sell shows and stuff like that, but sometimes it's not as easy as that, so... But I'm I'm expecting some some great things there. Mm-hmm. Yep, like you told me too. It's all in all in here. You got to be getting tuned and get focused, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. You got to focus in on connecting, connecting yeah. with the spirits, and just kind of tuning in to what it is you're doing. Like you got to focus and and like like with the remember the giant I was talking about mm-hmm. in the rain. Yes. I didn't have anything on me, but I know I saw it, man. I know I saw this outline and the rain was hitting it and it ran from that light pole to this tree and hit it. I know I saw it. I mean, I'm kind of getting chills talking about it now, but I did leave an offering out for it, though, Mm. after we talked about it because it was kind of, it started a thunder and lightning last night. So I had some tobacco and, you know, I I said what I said and I just left it for it. So, Mm. so, yeah. Well, I'm excited, too, because, um, you know, I know Pawnees and Osages, they kind of mingled throughout. But like you, man, like I, I've driven through Ralston and never stopped there to hang out or anything. And just to kind of hear that, you know, I'm interested to hear if we might hear some Pawnee words being spoken. But you're just in the movie. Did you film in Ralston? Were you there filming? Actually, I didn't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I had several on the cast that told me that they had their own paranormal experience on, on the set. I was going to ask you that. And one individual, you know, uh, he was uh part of the, uh, I don't know what you call it. Um, the, uh, they go put up the sets. They were, his job was to go in there and make those torn up buildings look like they were still active. And, you know, he had to go and look at these pictures and, recreate what that town was supposed to look like now remember when he put this together it wasn't permanent you know Mm -hmm. and so it was just kind of i don't know you say make believe or you know visual for people watching the movie they could say oh that looks like a real building and that was his job and you know he had several experiences with and, and the people that worked with him said the same thing you know that they would see people that you know, it looked like they were part of the cast. This one, he was telling me that he, he thought they were part of the cast till he walked through the wall. Oh, <laughs> and I said, man, this is the, are you serious? And those other ones that was working with them said they were there and they saw that. They swear up and down. That's what happened, you know. And then one individual was telling me, you know, he was, you know, when they filmed there in Ralston, it was late at night. Mm-hmm. You know, they they film like after midnight and they would film till uh, morning. And um, they said sometimes they would go, have to go to use the restroom and said there they only had like two porta potties or something like that. You know, very, and sometimes it was packed and they couldn't hold it, you know, so they'd go like 
in the alley or something like that. And again, they thought they saw somebody, but when they looked again, it was gone. Whoa. You know, and they would see, you know, so I don't know them filming there might have activated, you know, some of these guys that were already there, you know. And so, um, also, uh, one of the main characters that I can't mention, yeah, he was telling me this story that night of that, uh, private showing, you know, he said in his, uh, uh, we call it his, uh, on, his trailer, I guess. Yeah, trailer. Uh, and, uh, anyway, uh. He said uh, he he was he got to wait in there, you know, because it had AC and everything, and you know he would wait in there until they came and got him. And so sometimes he, you know, said it was so late, you know, he'd kind of close his eyes and feel like you know he he'd go to sleep, but then he'd hear somebody in there with him. He'd hear them clear their throats, and he'd wake Whoa. up and he'd look. And there was nobody there. He said, I, I, I'll tell you, because you, you're a honk of hill. <laughs> he said, but, he said, I, I'm going I'm to take that. He said, I'll just keep that amongst my family, you know. So, mm-hmm. I thought, man, that's pretty cool, you know. And this guy, you know, he's a, he's a big time star. So, anyway, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So, you know, I know on that set of Ralston, you know, several had experiences so you know again i'm that's another reason i'm kind of excited to to do this you know um even when they filmed in uh fairfax uh several of them had experiences there in fairfax you know again those uh our art department people you know they they would say they would sense something or they would feel something or sometimes they would see just uh, real quick out of the corner of their eyes, you know, someone darting off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of these guys that were on that that Fairfax, they were all, you know, Indian folks that were building stuff. You know, a lot of them, a couple of them were Osage, Osage guys. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, their experience there in Fairfax, you know, they all came and told me, you know, those experiences there. And they said, you need to do that. You need to go there, you know, and. You know, again, you know, I just, myself, you know, just want to be respectful as possible, you know, and, and you know, again, if I get an opportunity, I get an opportunity, but if not, that's okay, too, you know, I got the stories, that's good enough for me, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean, so, that's why I'm so, I feel so good that we got this opportunity to to go to Ralston, we got that invite. Same here. He's excited as well, correct? Yeah, yeah, he's very excited. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's he was one of them ones at the uh, uh, private showing. Oh, really? That was you know saying, yeah, you need to do this, you need to do that. <laughs> you know, you guys are always talking about this, but you know, this is what's what's real. We got we got real stuff in Ralston. So, uh, I'm aiming to. You know, see what I can do, you know, so I'm coming. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, too. I can't wait. Where are we? Are we are we going everywhere? Um, 
right now I want to focus on uh, Ralston, but I think he's going to take us to uh, Fairfax, and then he's going to take us to a place called Burbank, and I think that's also the place that they call used to call Whizbang. Or it might be two different places. I'm I'm mm-hmm. not too certain on that, but I know we're gonna see see it. So anyway, uh, if you read the book, you'll know these places that you know we're gonna go. And so before we probably cut it, um, I believe Chris had a story that somebody sent him that he wanted to share. Yes, I have a. She sent a story. I'm gonna have a. Russell, read this story because I'm getting tired. I can't see. <clears throat> At the time, he was just starting out as a tribal police officer and was patrolling over Fairfax one night. He decided to stop by Fairfax jail to see what the on-duty cop was doing. Killing some time on a shift, they were talking inside the jail and they heard banging coming from the back where the cells were. He asked the Fairfax cop who was back there and he says no one. So they go investigate and see what's going on. They investigate. My cousin decided to take some pictures of the jail cell back there to see if he can see anything. Looking back at his photos, you can see the orbs and someone standing in the jail cell. Whoa. That's awesome, isn't it? Dude. I see the orb and there is somebody in the jail cell. That's incredible. That's crazy. That looks really scary. I don't think I should be looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> is it dark yet? No. Not yet. Almost there, but uh, this is... um. That's crazy. What year was this? She doesn't say a year, but... And that's in Fairfax? Mm-hmm. We got to go there next. We are going by there, remember? Are we? Yeah, he's going to take us by there. So we'll be going there where that entity is in the jail cell. And I might not go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you go and you go and you don't. You <laughs> I might have to get busy tomorrow. No. <laughs> no, that's incredible, man. Um, That's incredible proof of what what we look for what we talk about and everything and i mean and just the fairfax area where we're going i mean that's i mean i know there's stuff there but now everybody has proof and i would love to hear more see more from people that live there yeah you know i I really want to thank our listeners you know you know again our success to this podcast you know, it's not just us. Mm-hmm. It's you guys as the listeners. You know, and again, you know, we are Indians. We're from Indian country. And, you know, I want everybody to feel a part of this show. You know, and with all you guys from from pole to pole, from coast to coast, as they would say. You guys have all helped us all through Indian country. We've even gotten stories from Alaska and Canada, you know, and it's because of you, the listeners. And again, I want to say mudo for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you so much. We're nothing without you. And, man, we're just looking forward to any live event, anything we do. 
I mean, it's all for the people. Mm-hmm. And I love how they talk about how they're so thankful for the stories we share. Because mm-hmm. if you look on our um, our podcast on iTunes, there's like comments down there. And one of them recently, one of them just said, like, thank you guys for sharing these stories and information because um, my tribe thinks it's a bad omen to do that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not like we're sharing like we know what to share. We know what not to share. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there, we always say that we always say there's certain things you don't talk about. There's names you don't mention. And there's just a lot of it's tricky. It can be tricky, but I think we do it right. And to hear comments like that, you know, where it's like, hey, I didn't know this. Or like we talk about, too, like grandma and grandpa aren't, aren't there to talk mm-hmm. about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so but it goes back to our viewers, our listeners, man. Thank you so much for everything. God. <laughs> I thought it was a wreck. <laughs> Is that thunder? Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. No. The Giants. <laughs> I left my offering out, so we're good. 